lot of my creative breakthrough thoughts, I'll say most, have come to me when I least expected it. And you, you know this, I've talked about finding creativity for a long time. And then I was like, wait a minute, no, no, we don't, we don't find things. We actually hunt them down. We cultivate that. We, we create meaning in our lives. And so when we think about creative inspiration, I, I have come to know that it's all over the damn place. So in this episode, I've got a little list for you. That's right. This is a micro show and I have 12 secrets. They are each worth an entire podcast, but I'm going to touch on 12 of them now with the goal of letting you know what I believe the most laser-like ways we all have of unlocking creativity. All right, it's it's a little bit prescriptive, but I always find that these episodes or when I listen to other shows, I, I like the high concept stuff, but there's nothing quite like uh, a to-do list, a, a set of um, things that are going to jostle something in your mind, in your heart, maybe in your daily routine. And that's what this episode is all about today. You know something? Maya Angelou said it better than anyone I've ever heard. She said, creativity is an infinite resource. The more you use, the more you have. And that rings so true to me, which is why I wrote a book to address all of the experiences that I've had with creativity, or rather the most important ones that I think can contribute very meaningfully to your life. That's right. It's a book. It's called Creative Calling, and I would love to hear what you think. Um, if you haven't heard of it, then you've been living under a rock because I've been talking about it for one year now. It hit the national bestsellers list as soon as it came out the very first week. And I believe that it can help you improve your career, your hobby, and most importantly, your life. If you are unfamiliar with the book, it's available anywhere books are sold. Of course, all the big box stores, but if you can get it from an independent, that would mean a lot to me. And, uh, so I'm going to get out of the way and get to the episode, but want to say thanks and don't forget to check out Creative Call. You've heard me talk about all the different ways that I've learned, learned from podcast guests, from interacting with, you know, millions of you in this community, with the, the, the folks at Creative Live, everything that that platform has done. But mostly I've learned from living my entire life in the trenches as an artist. And I've learned a lot. I've learned about what doesn't contribute to my most, my highest creative self, things like abusing myself, bad headspace, partying too much. The list is, is long. But I've also learned, and very importantly, what does, what cultivates these successful, happy, fulfilled, creative outcomes that I have been chasing to or, or striving to create rather my entire life. I've learned a lot about what creative ins inspiration is and what it isn't. Uh, and to that point, I know that it, it can be directly cultivated by putting yourself in the right places. And that can be physical, that can be emotional, that can be mental. There's lots of different ways of tapping into this, this inner reactor, this this reactor of creative plutonium, which is so powerful, it's, it can drive an infinity number of lives. So what I want to do today in this micro show is, is to let 12 of these things rip, let them, let them fly. 
with my, with the goal here rather being that one, two or three, or maybe 10 of these things will jolt you into action, will remind you of a thing that was true for you at one point that you may have turned your back on. So, you know, this is sort of my personal recipe, maybe my day-to-day list of things, of states and modes of being and activities for cultivating maximum creative inspiration. I'm guessing it may be different for you. Uh, I'm also, I believe deeply that that tapping into this is much more achievable than we often think because of our headspace or our, our to-do list or our day-to-day. So again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some of these with the goal. If you take one thing away from today's micro show, that would be a huge win. But I believe that of the 12 bullets that I'm about to share, that you will get value from half a dozen or more. So 12 things, 12 secrets from yours truly having lived a life in the trenches for unlocking your most creative work. Number one. Keep a schedule. Keep a damn schedule. Now, this one is pretty counterintuitive to most creators and many entrepreneurs that I know, which is why I'm leading off with this for, for my entire life. Or I guess that's not true, not my entire life, but for let's just say the first two-thirds of my creative career, um, I thought that schedules were meant to keep my creative self down. They were It was a, a, a mechanism of suppression that the schedule was somehow the devil. I also thought that you had to live some life like Jim Morrison from The Doors or Kurt Cobain or some um, rock star and, and you know live that sort of a life in order to find creative inspiration. And you know what? It's just not true at all. Nothing could be further from the truth, in fact. Come to find out that doing what you can to keep a schedule not only is helpful for your health, helpful for your brain, helpful for your biorhythms, but it's just really good for your creativity. Now, by schedule, I don't necessarily mean nine to five, right? I do mean, though, something that resembles a, 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 a metronome, a beat, something that has regularity behind it that you know you can sit down and do work. This could be taking photos every day, writing first thing in the morning, headphones on and painting from midnight to 2 a.m. every day, working on that, you know, writing code or the minimum bio product for the startup that you're hoping to get off the ground. Whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter. The, 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 The thing that I'm trying to ask you to do right now is to try and build some sort of a schedule around any, some, all of those activities that you know Feel your soul. The more you can schedule work time, the better. Now, I talked a lot about this in my book. I just want you to be very aware that science tells us this, but more than the science, which is just out there in the world, you can read long white papers or you can take it from me and so many of the guests I've had on this show. So many of uh, my mentors have told me this and it took me a long time for it to stick. But again, to this day, this remains the biggest challenge for so many of you, but take my word for it and start, start a schedule, start creating, and it will unlock a lot for you. That's thing one. All right. Thing two, meditation or some mindfulness practice. Now, 
I don't necessarily care if this is um, a specific um, genre of meditation or prayer or uh, some awareness practice that you may have, uh, you know, learned somewhere along the way. I'm going to just put all of that under one word. I'm going to call it meditation. Now, I have spoken at length about this. I wrote about it in Creative Calling. Um, I've talked about it on so many shows, uh, so many of the CJ Live shows, like with Austin Kleon, with Tim Ferriss. <clears throat> but this is powerful. It's a doozy. I've even put out my daily gratitude practices, which is in some way a meditation. I just want you to know that I put 20 minutes aside in the morning and the evening to sit quietly and be still. Now, you have probably heard me talk. My personal preference is for a meditation called Transcendental Meditation. A good place to go check that out is tm.org. But I'm not recommending a particular kind in this podcast today. I, whether it's you know the Calm app or Headspace or any, I'm just saying that meditation is scientific. It, it works. It has made the single biggest difference in my personal ability to perform at a high level, run the kind of busy, impacted schedule that I run, to have many projects going on at the same time, to know what I truly want in the world, meditation has been at the key. And in fact, if you look back at all the guests I've had on the show, um, or another example is my buddy, Tim Ferriss. If you look at any, either of his books, uh, tools for Titans or tribe of mentors, the most common thread, I believe this to be through uh, the most common thread. And I, I believe this to be true, uh, based on a couple of conversations I've had with Tim is that there's some sort of a mindfulness or meditation practice to all those top performers. So if look at, if, Tim has interviewed hundreds and hundreds of the world's top performers. I've done the same. My personal experience, Tim's personal experience, if we can't through this list of, of people who are doing uh, profound work in the area of creativity and entrepreneurship, if I can't convince you <laughs> that there's value here, I'm doing it wrong, I guess. Uh, many of you have asked what effect uh, meditation has. and there are all kinds of benefits, the scientific ones, and you can just look it up. There are numerous, but what I will, I will just say experientially and, and very simply put, it just translates into a clearer mind space for me. Ideas come to me more clearly. I have a moment. There is a moment between when I receive information and being compelled to respond. I'm able to consider my response versus just blurting out or being angry or it just, it just feels like the world is happening in slow motion for me rather than to me. And, you know, you've heard athletes like Michael Jordan talk about seeing the game around them in, in slow motion. That's what it feels like to me in, you know, what, what on the outside might, might be perceived as chaos of a really busy life or whatever. But I'm here to tell you that things are infinitely more manageable. They are less prone to get me off my game when I have a solid meditation practice. All right, thing three. Sometimes it seems obvious. The reality is most people do not regularly exercise. 
Now, just like I thought schedules used to suck, I had no idea how meaningful and how helpful being active actually was to my, or is rather to my headspace, my productivity, and ultimately the amount of energy that I carry in the world. Being active contributes so much to my ability to kick ass as a professional artist. Staying fit, keeping your heart rate up during a couple of periods a day for exercise. Of course, it's been you know shown in infinity number of studies to increase lots of you know health. There are lots of health benefits there, but there are also studies that have connected increased creative connection and cognitive ability to moving your body. Now, you know, I have my favorite gyms, but whether I can go to the gym because we're in a pandemic or not, whether I can get outside, whether I can um, move my body for for two or 20 or 200 minutes doesn't really matter. To me, all of those things are nice variables that can ebb and flow. But what I'm maniacal about is moving my body every day, even again, it's just a seven minute workout. I don't care what makes the difference is doing something to move your body instead of doing nothing. Thing four, get sleep. And if you're like, wait, this is just a laundry list of things my mom told me. Look at, again, the science is real. The data that I have personally experienced, uh, that I have collected about the sleep habits of other top performers. It's, you can't question it anymore, how the importance of sleep. I track my sleep every day. I've got one of the aura rings. There's lots of ways you can do it. I don't think you have to do that, but I'll, I'll just tell you, like a lot of creatives, I had a tendency in my life to do work late at night or do all nighters or to forego sleep in favor of, you know, staying out or staying up all night to work on the project. I used to be proud of operating on four or five hours of sleep. And I did that for, gosh, more than a decade. And I did it with, with vigor, with, I, I, I actually romanticized it. I thought it was my tool for getting ahead, but you know what comes down to brass tacks. There's really nothing better for your body than rest when it's required. It's true. There's no substitute for hard work, but you know what? Hard work without sleep is a death sentence. Hard work without recovery will actually undermine in the long term your success and fulfillment. Now, this is something I've really uh, committed to in the last, I would say, four years of my life. And I have come to understand sleep is the wonder drug that I, I, I never knew was sitting right there for me. Um, in the same way that I use, but I don't abuse things like caffeine. When the things that are in my life start coming off the rails or getting sloppy, I now find a way to get more sleep. I just, I, I make it so. So I'm, I'm, I'm serious here. Like I will carve out a couple of nights where I need, I will just make sure that I can be in bed for 10 hours. And you know what? Voila, I'm back on my creative game faster than through any other mechanism of recovery. All right. Thing five, take breaks during your day. Take a walk, stop for a second, breathe, look up, move your body, 
crack your back, get some food, take breaks. Now, if you're like me and you're into your work and you, you love what you're doing, sometimes you lose track of time. That's okay. I'm just one to remind you that it's been shown scientifically there's a very crisp link between taking walks and creative boosts, getting away from the work just for a moment, moving your body a little bit, take a walk, a little bit of break, some headspace. This is so true. Now, you've heard me say the best camera is the one that's with you. And I occasionally take walks without my phone and think about photographs that I would have, say, taken. That's a photograph I wish I had a camera for right now. But it's even more important for me to take a walk and do nothing. I do love a little photo walk in the afternoon. But you know that's one, what's one click above even a photo walk, a 10-minute break in the middle of the day? is a walk and to do nothing but observe the world. Nothing but be present. It has a similar effect to the benefits that, that med meditation um, is responsible for. Just the awareness of yourself in the present moment. It just so happens that being outside, again, doesn't have to be a long walk, doesn't have to be a hike even if it's just 15 minutes of observing the light, observing the feel of fresh air on your nostrils, observing other people or nature. These are powerful but simple ways to re-energize your creative mojo. Take my word for it, just occasionally, once or twice a day, take a short walk. Thing six. Get away occasionally. Now, I understand that can mean a lot of things. I also understand that we are in a pandemic, so traveling far might not be the right thing, might not be safe, might not be um, responsible. Let's just use the concept of getting away as to take some time away from all the projects, away from work, whether it's physical or emotional, mental or all of them. Personally, I love, you know, I just shared the concept of getting you know, out for a walk. That's cool. But you know what else is really cool is doing whatever you can to change your environment, even if it's just for a day. You know, I love, we, we have had a little, a teeny cabin that's been in my family for a long time. It's got wood paneling and shag carpet. If I can get up there for a night or two, or say, go on a drive, maybe, uh, you know, a hike, some sort of a way, whatever a way is possible for you at this time is extraordinarily valuable. What it does is it changes the way you see the world. You know, mostly I'm talking about big travel, right? When I say change the world, changing your viewpoint, you go to a place where people speak different languages, where the food is different. I want to acknowledge that that's sometimes hard, especially in the pandemic. You know, so at a time, if you're listening in a post-pandemic world, I really highly encourage travel. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be far. But whether you can travel or you can't, or whether you are able to go far or it's just somewhere for a night, what I'm talking about is shaking up your routine. 
Uh, there's an infinity number of examples where this has helped me. I, I got the idea for Seattle 100 from, you know, taking a break in the hammock in, in my backyard, even just getting away for a nap, um, getting away from the desk or at that point, I was thinking I was retouching a lot of photos, you know, I, to come up with the, the Seattle 100 idea was, was on a break. I got the idea for the best camera app why we were up at that family cabin that I mentioned. Uh, I've had ideas for music videos, for films, for really creative ways to um, express myself in a new project by being away, getting separation from the moment-to-moment, day-to-day life. Now, acknowledging that this is especially hard right now, but look for cracks. Look for ways to safely get away And I promise it will add value. Number seven, read more books. Now, as I mentioned uh, in previous bullet points here, I spend a crazy stupid amount of time on airplanes and going really, really deep on topics because I need to get up to speed quickly. Um, Whether it's through travel, through just a few pages before bed or carving out time first thing in the morning uh, to learn I have gotten in the habit of reading and I read a lot. And for the last, I would call it maybe 15 years. I haven't stopped. I plow through books. Now I've often uh, shared photographs of my bookshelves or reading lists here and there. Um, So keep an eye out for those. I'll continue to try and share some of that uh, because I get a ton of inspiration from other people. And if you've got some books that you're reading, please share them with the the hashtag creative calling, share them with the hashtag creative live. Cause I know a lot of folks pay attention to those, those hashtags. I want to know what you're reading, but here's the deal. Like all books are mentorship at scale. Um, you know, my favorite genre, um, genre are artist biographies, um, deep dives on any topic that I'm fascinated with at the time. Maybe that's like the history of the internet or the psychology behind creativity. Um, maybe that's my, my third sort of favorite book topics are usually sort of latest um, business or future of creativity and business books. Um, another bucket that I love is meditation, mindfulness, awareness, practice. These are, my wife is a meditation mindfulness teacher. So I like to read about that. It helps me, um, I don't know, just get insight into what it is that she's learning. I happen to be in an ecosystem where so many of my friends are authors and, and write books. So I'm, I'm fortunate on that, but whether these are your friends or you can hear recommendations from other people that you respect and appreciate and admire or podcasts like these, um, just be vigorous and nonstop pursuant of all sorts of books to read. Now, there's an infinity of recent examples. Just look at some of the guests I've had lately in the podcast. If you scroll back and type in a handful of their names, I know you'll get a bunch of good books. Um, and again, keep an eye out for uh, lists that I share or photographs of my bookshelf because there's always recommended reading to be had. So uh, keep an eye out for more on this topic, but books are mentorship at scale. So valuable. All right, number eight, learn to teach yourself. Learn to hack your learning. Learn 
to learn online from others. Now, it is not a secret that I got my start by teaching myself how to take pictures. Um, I was given a camera from my grandfather on his passing. I did not know Dookie about how to take pictures. And so I, through trial and error, through making all sorts of mistakes, I figured out the basics. And then from there, I went to actually reading books, see earlier point. But as the internet has completely transformed our landscape and, uh, and now we have access, you know, to companies like creative live or the, the people that you respect, admire, and appreciate what they've done, built, become, you can probably learn from them on the internet. Now, this is no shock, right? Here we are listening to a podcast probably because you want to learn from this podcast. And I'm here, I'm giving you 12 or 13 points or whatever. I'm, I, I've already hinted there's a bonus point coming up. <clears throat> but this process is not passive. That's the thing. That's the takeaway. This is a very active process. And as I wrote in Creative Calling, once you actually focus on things you care about, the concept of reading to learn or taking online classes to learn about a thing you're actually genuinely interested in, it can take on a completely new meaning. Learning starts to be fun. You start to like request and hunt and seek actual reliable information that you believe and that you can identify with and connect with. You know, again, this truthfully was a huge motivator for starting Creative Live. I didn't see that out there in the world. And of course, it's a different ecosystem now. But again, 11 or plus years ago, it didn't exist. I, at that point, wanted to start something that, you know, that could help. So that you now, if you're able to listen to this podcast, have access to creators and entrepreneurs who inspire, motivate, and can teach you why would you ever not apply that? I don't understand it. All right, then. On to number nine. Visualize your success and fulfillment. It might be a mystery, but one of the very best ways to stay creatively active, to stay creatively motivated and inspired is to visualize. Now, this is a trick that I learned way, way, way back Um when I was uh, on the Olympic development team for soccer, uh, we had a psychologist, a sports psychologist, and we're talking, this is a long time ago, but visualization at that point was still quite new in the fields of psychology. I applied it then. I mean, I was a teenager at the time and got insane results. So I have been fortunate to always have this um, as a, a tool in my toolbox, and I've relied on it relentlessly. Now, whether you use the word manifestation or the secret or, or you're more on the science side, the reality is that visualizing success and fulfillment is incredibly practical. Now, it doesn't always have to be a rigorous practice, although I think that that is the way to maximize the efficacy. Um, you know, maybe perhaps it's letting yourself daydream, but I value and I recommend visualizing with intention. Remember why you started. Remember what it was that you wanted the end to look like when you began. Is that still a thing you want for yourself? Now, not too long ago, I, I shot a really fun campaign for Samsung 
that was literally a visualization that came to me in a recurring dream that I was floating in these clouds of color and that each of these things had a, a deep meaning to me at the time. And you, I think you can probably still Google that and see that video on the internet. That's an example of what goes on in our subconscious being such a powerful motivator for the universe lining up for us. And there's connections to quantum physics. I don't want to drag in all of the science, but it's very clear based on science, my own experience, and the experience of so many of the world's top creators and entrepreneurs that visualizing success in a meaningful and intentional way makes stuff happen. It's about believing that you can be successful at whatever you choose to imagine. You don't need to know the mechanism for success. And there's a lot of detail. You can Google this, this concept and get a lot of information. I just want you to start imperfectly. Just start. All right. Number 10, immerse yourself in other forms of creativity. Now, right now, if you're just getting started in an area or maybe you're a master, the idea of doing other creative acts might be off-putting or a little bit of a head scratch, or you know, when it's like a dog, you say a dog's name and it turns its head sideways. Maybe that's what you're doing to me right now. But you know, I think this is a big one. I think it's crucial to get perspectives outside of your chosen career slash hobby, job, whatever. I think this is one of my biggest secrets maybe is I've always got a few things going on. I've got a, always got a few interests, a few um, projects that are in different areas of creativity for me to touch, to sample, to move from one to the other when I get stuck or bored or I need another kick in the butt. Now, most of the things that I've applied to my own career that have set me apart honestly came from thinking about different areas of influence. Things outside of photography helped me make a dent on the photography industry. Uh, you know, ideas for the best camera app or ideas for Creative Live, they came from other disparate influences other creative forms of expression. I mean, even the idea of building business as something that was creative wasn't, wasn't really talked about when, when we started talking about building creative live, that's only, you know, happened in the last few years that, that business has been able to be seen in a creative light. I think it's so important. A lot of people don't know that, that to learn light, I took up oil painting, you know, to learn a specific way of shooting sports photos that I wanted to shoot sports photos. I studied fashion and fashion photography. Now the list is, is basically infinity long of me cross training in other creative areas and adding value to the area that I focused on. Now I believe that we ought to have a focus. You've heard me talk about the pursuit of mastery in one thing, but what that doesn't mean is that you're unwilling to sample participate in, tap, touch, um, moonlight in other areas. I think it's very, very valuable. That's one of the reasons, honestly, that that uh, the Chase Jarvis Live show came into existence. It was so I could listen to, inspired, get motivated, learn tricks, tips, hacks, insights, you know, f across a bunch of different disciplines. You know, from all the musicians and artists and designers, writers, speakers, travelers, entrepreneurs, business titans, billionaires that we've had on the show, like 
all of those have somehow in some sometimes small, sometimes huge ways contributed to my growth as a creator. This is I have tried to to make interviewing another form of my creative expression. And look at in the same breath, I'm getting all that good stuff. You know, these people have become my friends this is where I get creative inspiration. I draw motivation. Now, talking to people in other disciplines or or studying these disciplines, it certainly informs my art, my work, and my side projects. But you know what else? It inspires me to go beyond my comfort zone. That is a, an immeasurable attribute. So again, immerse yourself on numerous, various occasions and other forms of creativity besides just your sweet spot. I know it may sound weird or risky or like, wait a minute, I'm you're you're distracting my attention. I don't believe it's true. I believe that it will help you be not just better, but different from others in your field, which is pure gold. All right, 11, make things every day. Again, the science says it. I've experienced it. You've heard so many people on this show um, and others presumably talk about just sitting down and doing the work. When I'm making something, when I make things every day, whether that's writing in my journal, taking a photograph, working on a product idea for Creative Live, any creative craft, my brain pushes into new neural pathways. You've heard that you know the brain is... There's neuroplasticity, which is the way that your brain communicates across its brain in forming new communication paths between neurons or parts of your brain that might not have otherwise been connected. That literally happens from creating. It literally happens from touching a number of crafts and trying to keep your mind strong through um, through. It's like cross-training for your brain, right? Just the, the act of making something every day and ideally putting it out in the world creates creative connections that wouldn't otherwise be there. And it builds the muscle because, again, creativity is way more of a habit than it is a skill. And these neural pathways, the, the concept of sitting down, doing the work every day, whether you're motivated or not, is a huge primer for creative mojo. Do not underestimate the power of creating in small, lightweight ways every day. Not only do you strengthen your creative muscles, the habits, but you're also realizing in the process that you are a creative person and you have what it takes to create the living and the life that you want. If you don't work that muscle out, the creative muscle on a regular basis, you're certainly not going to be able to architect your life. So get down to, to detail, get down to brass tacks of making something every day. Number 12, cultivate some adventure, would you? Now, to put this bluntly, I like to live in a couple different modes. One of these modes is sort of adventure, and the other mode is quiet. Now, when I'm in adventure, that's really a one-word descriptor for a lot of things because that can be travel, like conceptually, actually adventuring, or just conceptual, whether it's putting myself in danger, 
uh, you know, learning a new physical skill or whether maybe it's adventuring with friends or out or uh, endeavoring to do something new. That is all categorized under adventure, whatever floats my boat and puts myself in a mood where I'm being stimulated and, and taking information in. Now that is a very critical mode for me. I like to sample and taste and touch and do a lot of things. The in part of all this information is obviously critical. That's like inspiration, all those things. But if you can't actually cultivate, connect, um, pause and reflect, see the way that the world interconnects ground all of this adventure in a quiet mode, then the adventure ultimately serves little to no purpose. So this is kind of like, it's kind of like an extra, it's extra bullet here. I'm going to, I'm going to go if find adventure is one, get, get in that mode. I I said, I lived in two modes. The first one's adventure. We're going to say that's number 12. So this is 13. This is the bonus. And it's in contrast to number 12. Great ideas do not come in the heat of battle. You might have a solution to a problem when you're working really hard. But the ability to step back and let things connect, let let connections sew themselves together, give a little bit of breathing room allow connections that weren't there when you were in the heat of battle to form. When you're out in the world seeking inspiration and adventure, you're most certainly getting ideas, but it's the ability to synthesize. You know, it's the synthesis of the inspiration and ideas of others with what you see know to be true in your heart, what your personal experience is. And this, this idea of putting your personal stamp, that's the thing that's going to make you stand out. It's very hard to find that personal connection, that personal application of your ideas in the heat of the battle. It takes quiet. Now, it's this time, this downtime, this lapse, this quiet, the calm where ideas that you have in your, in your head and your heart become fantastic, amazing accelerants to your dreams. This is the yin to the yang of adventure. This is the calm after the storm. This is the reflection. All this stuff requires quiet. And if you, you know, you've heard that singing in the shower, or these are ideas when you're, you're basically not focused on your craft at that moment, you're doing something like showering. These are where so many of the best ideas come to us. And that is not an accident. That is on purpose. And that is something that you can cultivate. When you can minimize the noise in your world for some regular periods of time at an increment that you know what works for you, I promise you will create, cultivate more success and fulfillment. Trust me on that. All right. That was 12 plus one bonus there, 13. The relationship there between finding adventure and finding quiet. Um, I always, I, I love sharing some of these very specific and tactical, um, aspects. I, I hope you find that it's a nice juxtaposition to, to a lot of the theory and a lot of the, the concepts that we talk about here on the show, whether that is in a micro show like this or with guests, um, 
but I encourage you to tap into that list of 12, 12.5, we'll call them 13, 13 things. Um, these are things that are tried and true for me. If you have read creative calling, you'll know that they, you know, those things play a role throughout spotted throughout the book. Um, but I would love to hear from you. Are there things, are there habits that you have, uh, daily, um, practices that have changed your world that you could share with me? Please just tag me in some stuff. I'm always cruising the hashtag creative calling, um, or you can, of course, at me, DM me. I love reading and connecting, of course, not to be outdone by texting me, 1-206-309-5177. Um, but do share what um, what things that you have for unlocking your most creative work, and I will, I'll test them. I'll put them to the test. And uh, if they work for me or uh, if they're a great idea and I haven't shared them already, I will share them. So... Thanks so much for tuning in the show. I hope you get some value here. Again, I'm always listening. If you're, if there are things that I am not talking about on this show that you want to hear more about, shoot up a flare and I will do what I can to honor your requests. In the meantime, I bid you a creative and happy day. All right. Thanks for listening. Hey, before you go, I want you to know that I never, not for a millisecond, take it for granted that you have decided to spend some of your time and attention here on the show with yours truly, guest or no guest. It's just an outright privilege. I don't take it for granted for a second. I want to say thank you. In line with that, this is a community and I would love if you've been moved or inspired or whatever to share this with anyone that is in your universe uh, feel free to shout questions or and just even a shout out to, to yours truly or the guest means the world. I want to say thanks and have a good one.